hey guys, do you like this show? Are you enjoying it? Do you want to make one of your own? Well, let me tell you about Anchor, and Jay, you can help me out. It's so easy. Anchor makes it easy to do a show like this. First of all, it's free. There's uh, There are creation tools that, I love it. It that allow it so you simple. to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. I love how simple it is to make content nowadays, and Anchor really makes it easy. Uh, now you can even add any song from Spotify straight to your episodes. This Boom. is so cool. Possibilities are endless. Uh, for what you can do and what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, sports talk radio. This is a real opportunity. I, th- I feel like the pandemic has kind of in many ways uh, gotten us a little more creative and saying, what do we want to say? And let's move forward with that, even without the pandemic. And Anchor makes that easy for yeah, you. Yeah, or maybe you want to do a show that the world's never heard before. Right. Well, get up off your butt and do it. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you as well. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. They're basically making it easy for you to do this Correct. thing. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast what you got to do it's so easy download the anchor app go to anchor.fm and get started it is so easy we love anchor thank you for letting us do this thank you for sponsoring our show because again they understand these guys are in the creativity business and they support other creative things so we say support them because they support us download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started Hey guys, welcome again to another episode of Sclabro Country, the virus edition, a.k.a. the Pandy Pods, a.k.a. two Wolverines, one quarantine, a.k.a. two mellow fellows, no Saul Bellows. Love it. You guys, uh, thank you for uh, observing. We're recording this on Wednesday. This is a day that we are observing a media blackout, so yes. we didn't post the episode that was supposed to drop today. Oh, this is Tuesday. We're this recording Tuesday. this on Tuesday. <clears throat> Sorry, we didn't post anything today. So the episode's going to drop... Uh, the when, one we recorded yesterday is going to drop on Wednesday, right. and this will drop on Thursday. Okay. So it's all it's a time warp, and it is what it is, but um, we just felt the need to support and do our part and drop a little message that we do support. Um, this is a crazy time right now, and we feel like now more than ever... We need to try and at least take a moment and breathe and we think about how we can make a difference and support and donate uh, and connect either our time, our energies, or our money to causes that progress this world to a more connective place. And so in doing so, this is what we can offer you guys is a little bit of a break. So you are our freedom fighters out there. We are going to replenish you with a little bit of comedy so you can go back out into the fight and do the good thing and do the right thing. So let's jump into a story, shall we? Yep. I'm just going to say this out here. And I want you guys to this just is a rule of thumb. take heed of what I'm saying right here. Never leave your cocaine out in the Italian woods. Don't do it. That's just a simple, you can live your life by that. Yeah. And here are some people that didn't do that, okay? I mean, if you're holding $22,000 worth of cocaine. Which, by the way, I can't even tell you how much cocaine is $22,000. probably about is $22, probably like this microphone. Is it this? Yeah. You probably put $22,000 of cocaine in yeah, there. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. Like you, if you, Honestly, if you told I me, think it's fill more, that up, fill this up. With and it's $150,000, I'd be like, okay, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I, don't I, I know. literally don't know. You need a better place to stash it than the Italian woods. And I know the Italian woods sounds like, this is great. No one's going to ruffle up this stuff. The Italian woods, yeah. Yes. 
as we've outlined on this show, Pierre Woods' brother, right? As we outlined on this show many times before, this is the time during the pandemic when we've been sheltering in place, which we haven't really recently, but for three months being sheltering in place have allowed the animals to come back out. And we're seeing, like we said, flamingos in Mumbai, out in like huge city places. You're seeing elephants walk through the streets of Thailand. walk through small towns. You're watching, uh, you know, sheep playing on playgrounds the way playgrounds were designed. Yes. It, it was almost like the sheep, they were designed for the sheep. Right. They're ta- they're sh- they're not acting like sheep. They're acting like leaders. Okay, so shepherds, shepherds, exactly. So it is a time for animals. So be careful where you stash your uh, cocaine right. because the animals might get involved. True. And this is a story that basically tells all that. Okay, <laughs> basically, this is crazy. I'm gonna get up to it right here. All right, here we go. Apparently, someone hid cocaine out in the Italian woods. Fine. Then some wild boars found a sealed package of cocaine, ripped it open, and littered its contents across the woodlands. So, wa- so they're a blaming horde, wild boars. A horde of wild boars ruthlessly, ruthlessly destroyed the coke with utter indifference. Which is ironic because when you do a lot of cocaine, you turn into a wild boar. Or you're indifferent to anything that doesn't relate to you. Right. Well, you're wild and you're boring to other people. You think you're <laughs> amazing. Right. You think you're interesting. You think you're the most incredible person in the world. Actually, you're just boring. This violent reclamation by Mother Nature was discovered after police wiretapped members of a gang and overheard them complaining about the damage to their product. Okay. So that's how we found out about it. It was people <clears throat> whose cocaine it was complaining about it on a wiretap. They got up on the wire, and this is what happened. Gotta love the wire, man. How do you tell your boss that wild boars got into the stash? You know what hey, I mean? So that's good a- news, bad news. Right. Uh, boars are really happy. Good news is we've got some pretty amped up boars uh, is, is that good news bad news is we've lost our stash yeah that to me is the drug dealer's version of the dog ate my homework yeah right that's what it is it's yeah. essentially the dog the boars it, ate my coke even when it happens you feel like you're the one to blame right. even if your dog did eat your homework you'd be like i should have been watching the dog right there's a little bit of fault in you that you were a little careless with your product the fault in our boars mm-hmm. the authorities who had wired the fault t- in our sklars that's another one The authorities, Sklar Wars, someone did that one. Uh, The authorities who had wiretapped the Albanians then wound up arresting three Albanian suspects and one Italian suspect thereafter, and that was rather swift. The animal gotta go see the Albanians feels like something someone would say. In in 1980? Yeah. The animals ripped into a sealed package of cocaine and proceeded to litter the nearby woods with the powdery contents. They knew things were a little bit funny when the wild boars stopped eating. Yeah, that's Because you it. don't eat when you're on No, cocaine. no, you're, you're all jacked up. You and would only them. talk about themselves endlessly. Right. And none of them could have sex with each other. Right. And they, they tried, just, but yes. they just couldn't. Right. And they want to talk about their ideas. They have Even ideas. though each boar had proclaimed that he was the greatest at sex there out of go. all the boars. Here we go. And bored people with those stories. Yes. All right. Also, the Italian authorities knew something was up when all the boars professed to have, quote, the best idea in the world for a way to make the Italian woods more fun. Yes, we should have a bar out here. You guys. Fuck, man. The cops were already surveilling their suspects, but it was the boars who helped with the final push. Are you calling the boars pushers? I don't know. Is that what you're doing, Jay? I don't know. I'm not calling them anything, but I am. I wouldn't. Of, I wouldn't if I, I were to go near those animals anyway when they weren't coked up, but geez. The drugs originally came from Perugia. 
before Perugia, Perugia, mm-hmm. before being hidden in the Tuscan forest near Monte Pul, uh, Chia- Monte Pulciano. Monte Pulciano. Hidden in the Tuscan forest. Was that the prequel to Diane Lane's Under a Tuscan Sun? Yes. Hidden, hidden in, in, tus- in the Tuscan, Tuscan forest. forest. Yes. That's where she ran a cocaine ring. While being peddled around Arezzo, the gang had been quite prolific before the arrest, selling two kilos per month at between $90 and $100 per gram. Two kilos a month? Is that a lot? I Again, I don't know. What is a kilo? Do you know how many boars that could get high? That's a lot that's of boars. That's a lot of boars. That's a lot of high boars. I don't want to bore you with the details, but right. that's a lot of boars. It's a boatload of high boars Jeez. is what I'm saying. Yes. Uh, it was a drug-related murder of a 21-year-old Albanian in 2018 that made the authorities start wiretap and take yes. note, and they put the wiretap on. A group of Albanian nationals who were linked to the victim quickly became the people of interest here. Of course. That Persons of interest. Ultimately, the police <laughs> were correct in their assumptions. The probe spanned between September 2018 and March 2019. The qu- cops quickly found out that gang members used a nightclub in Arezzo to peddle their wares. Okay, I'm just going to say this. An Albanian gang using a nightclub to sell cocaine sounds like the whole thing is made up. Yeah, or it sounds like it's the plot of like every next, 80s action movie. Like Scarface. Like, isn't that or the, the Albanian? Pre- the prequel to, to Scarface or what happened Con in Air. Right? Like the Albanians who are selling coke at a nightclub in Ariza, they're behind this whole thing. Right. Well, it's these movies are based on something, and this is what they're based on. Of course, they needed clear evidence to ensure subsequent convictions, which the wiretap seems to have taken care of. As it stands, two of the subjects are now under house arrest, while the oh, other boy. two are in jail. And I think as of, they should all be fed to the boars, right? Yes, yes. Or just hang out with the boars and see if you can hang out with these boars that you coked up. Now, you boars, coked them up. Boars can't find truffles, can they? Are those pigs? No, boars are like, you feed aggressive. people aggressive and they have big teeth, I think. Right. They're mean. Mm-hmm. Coked up boars. They probably start to eat them and then lose interest because they felt like no one was listening to them. Right. Wait, dude, I have a great idea. Stop. Stop. Shut up. Just stop. Meanwhile, what happened to the curious animals remains unknown. I'm telling you what happened to them. Wild <laughs> boars or have been increasingly spotted in the Italian countryside. The list of complaints have been previously comprised of motorists and farmers, but it's presumably safe to say that at least four drug dealers now share those sentiments. They're mad. They were complaining about these boars long before they were all coked up. So right. get ready for like, you didn't like the boars before they were on coke? You just made it worse. The situation has gotten so bad that farmers protested in Rome this month, demanding that the government take action against these encroaching animals. Guess what? Boar is going to be the new veal, right? I've seen wild boar on menus. Yeah. So there you go. It's going to become the new thing. Uh, yeah. How was this boar prepared? Prepared. Well, first things first, it was pumped with a ton of Albanian cocaine. Right. So a little powdered sugar on top. And then it was pretty much free range. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy your boar. Right. That's what you do. It's organically high. So that is it. So I'm just telling you right now, it's never a good idea to stash your cocaine in the Italian woods. But right now, when the animals seem to be running things, you got you to gotta be more careful than who that. Who run the world? Boars. Two twenty two thousand dollars worth of cocaine to me, you would want to. It could be this much. It, it could be a tiny. Vial. It could be a cell phone size packet of a cocaine. brick. I don't, don't know. know. I don't, don't know. know. Do they sell them in bricks? Someone, please tell us how much. 
Let us know $22,000 worth of cocaine is. Help these two. Uh, I bet if I had $22,000 in money, you'd be like, that's it? That's $22,000. Like this, it'd be this. What movie was that where they opened up the case? Ben Stiller opened up yeah, the case. case and it was just a tiny. $100,000. And it was just tiny. Like a little thing. All right. That's our first story, guys. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, more stuff. Listen to our friends, the band Detroit from Minneapolis. Um, we love you guys. And we'll see you on the other side of the break. Guys, we don't have to even utter the words, but it is clear that the world is hurting right now. Uh, There's confusion, there's anxiety, there's fear, and all those things swirl around in our brain. Even when there isn't a virus, even when there aren't protests and looting and violence, even when we are uncertain, when we are more certain about the future, we still still have anxieties. So now is the time. If you are not talking to a therapist, if you are not connecting with somebody, uh, and you need to, and you're going to make it easy for here. Here's the path we're laying out. Our sponsor, Talkspace. I love these guys. It's an online therapy that is. These guys are more than committed, more than ever committed to expanding access to support for anyone who's struggling with Talkspace. You get the support of a licensed therapist from the safety of your own home. You can reach out from your device whenever something's on your mind. So that means, Jay, you can send your therapist text, audio, picture, video messages from your phone or computer 24-7 as much as you need. Everything happens within Talkspace's uh, secure platform all all on your schedule. What they do is Talkspace matches you with a licensed therapist based on your needs and preferences. They have thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties. Right now, it's really important that they're trained in specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationship issues. Yes. And once you're matched, you can start with your therapist the very same day. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. It was. It was. Mental, I'm saying it's, it's Mental May, Health it Awareness be, Year. I think we're at that point where it is Mental Health Awareness where if you, Year. If you have an issue and you have a problem, this is the way. So the bottom line is you deserve support. You don't have to struggle on your own. Your Talkspace therapist can be your dedicated support system there to help you feel healthier and more empowered, even in all all of these uncertain times. That's As a right. listener of this podcast, here's what we're going to do. You get $100 off your first month of Talkspace. Okay, that's a nice deal right there. To match you with your perfect therapist, you go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use the code SCLAR to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's SCLAR at Talkspace.com. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, tonight, Yeah, tonight we are going forward and we are doing this comedy show. Um Nowhere Comedy Club. If you go, go to, to eventbrite.com and uh, you look up Night of a Thousand Sclars, there's only $15 tickets left. Uh, I think by this point, have you checked? Do you know where yeah, we're at? Yeah, we're at like 216 as of last night at 3 a.m. And okay. it's going up about 25, 30 a day. Yeah. So, so there will be tickets left probably. We'll, we'll probably, and who knows? Maybe a own. bunch of people will buy the day of. We'd love for you guys to check it out. It's us and Dan Van Kirk and Ben Glebe. It's going to be a great show. Again, we give you a chance to laugh about something else that's going on and not what's going on in the world right now. Just as we a are break. all, let it, let me just say this. We are all feeling the pain. We are all feeling the fear. Mm-hmm. We are all, you know, living in this unknown time and the anxiety that surrounds it. We would like to give you an hour, hour and 20 minutes tonight where we all get together in a communal way, the most communal way we can, and, and laugh, laugh together a little bit. 
And then we can go back to worrying. By the way, laughing as a community and us hearing the laughter of it is the most three to four hundred people on Zoom. Let's to fill me. it up, guys. Look, I, I, let's buy a hundred tickets today. Yeah, if you got the chance, you have the ways and means. Seven p.m. Pacific, ten p.m. Eastern. If you listen, to we're one hundred and seventy tickets away from selling out. I think we can do it. All right, it's fifteen up to bucks. It's fifteen worth bucks it. for the whole family. I mean, I wouldn't let the kids listen. But. No. But uh, it's going to be a blast. So hopefully we'll see you tonight. Eventbrite.com, Night of a Thousand Sclaras. Get your tickets and we'll see you tonight. Um, also check our YouTube page. We're going to start to post up all this old. We went through all this old, old stand-up bits. And old, old, an old stage show we did in 1995. Old commercials, old shows that we were on, old TV shows and stuff that we were on. We're going to start to post all that up on our YouTube page, youtube.com, uh, and then look up Sclaro Country. And then subscribe to it and then tool around on the page as long as you can. It's really fun. Shall we jump into another yeah, story? this next one. Okay. <clears throat> all right. I guess we can all be happy. I mean, I'm happy that that I like the things that I like, and I'm happy that I don't have a sneeze fetish. Yeah, right now, that yeah. is a real thing, Jay. A yeah. sneeze fetish—it's the worst thing to try and manage during a pandemic. To have a sneeze fetish, I think so. A sneeze fetish. Okay. All right. Anyone who's been in a college dorm room has heard the term. You got to cough to get off. Yes. Right. So now I will add to that. You got to sneeze to get pleased. Yeah. Okay. That there could be another. There you go. There That's it another is. Thing. This is a whole new ball game. Some people out there in the world, and I'm not even criticizing. I'm saying good for you that you found what you loved. But I feel for you right now in this pandemic because right. it's going to be because hard. it's a dangerous. You thing. put yourself at risk. Some so people get off watching someone. Wa- you know, people have a foot fetish or whatnot. They prefer watching a beautiful lady or a beautiful or a handsome man sneezing. Okay. That it's unclear what thrills people about it. However, there is a loss of control when you sneeze. We don't need to have reasons to act like the, on something like that. Uh, but an interesting or to like something, but an interesting fact is that sneezing and orgasming are both reflexes that follow a similar physiological pattern. Right. So, you lose control. That's, that's right. what I was saying. You that's lose right. complete control of you your body. You have to look for, up in the light to stop it. Right. Same thing. Right. And there's and usually some kind of crazy discharge afterwards. You make a horrible face like when that's you're right. doing it. You don't want to see your face when you're about to do it. Right. And then there's the end. And in Okay. So here's what it is. Here's the pattern. An initial sensitivity, an increase in stimulation up to a threshold, which gives way to a release in the form of a palpable bodily response. There you go. It's that easy. In fact, this article says, according to Dr. Ruth Westheimer, she's still alive. an orgasm is just a reflex like a sneeze. Dr. Ruth. Now, I we have to tell our Dr. Ruth story. Yes, yes. We have to tell. So Dr. Ruth gave a quote in this article about the sneeze fetish. Yes. We have to tell our Dr. Ruth story. Do you still have the photo of us and Dr. Ruth? I don't know. Do we still have a photo? I don't know where it is. There's a photo okay. of the three of us. So, so Jay and I took a semester. We were in Israel, and we met a lot of great people in Israel. And you're abroad, and you don't even know these people from back in the United States, but you just know that we'll probably be friends when we get back here. One of our friends we made there was a really sweet guy named Ari Ackerman. Really cool dude. He is now part owner in the Marlins. The is Miami he really? Mar- yeah, Miami Marlins. Okay? Insane. Great guy. Humble, sweet guy, and so much fun to travel around with. And we really spent a lot of time with him. I remember this. Th- th- someone was telling me the other day of like, 
making games out of little items that aren't sports items. To yes. me, I would love to do a whole like thing about that. I remember we missed a bus way up north. From the tippy top of Israel to, to come, come back, back down, down to, to Tel, Aviv. Tel Aviv. And we had to wait for two hours for another bus to come at the bus station. No, it was, it was like in a field. It almost. was in a field next to where the bus station was. We found a cap. Bottle cap. Bottle cap from a laundry detergent thing. And you, me, and Ari Ackerman just turned double plays. Yeah. With, like with the cap, throw it six, four, three double plays with the cap for two hours. Yeah. That's what we did at age 20 to get in the North to get through a boring time. We didn't read, which probably would have been smarter would have been smarter or, but it was, we were hanging out and this was so much fun. And that's who this guy could have fun throwing a tied cap around back and forth. That's what I loved about this guy. So we come back to, we moved to New York <clears throat> after college. We remained friends with him. And his, his mom lived on Fifth Avenue. So his family invites us to his Yom Kippur break the fast, which he said is kind of a big thing. And we're like, all right, great. Free food. We we're young. Nice. Yeah. We're poor. It's, there were, there's three of us living in a one-bedroom apartment yes. in uh, in New York City. We only probably have one nice blazer That's jacket, it. maybe between the two of us. And we head uptown. We don't even look at the address. But when we get out, we realize his, apart his parents' apartment, they're part of the Rickless family, which is a very well-known and wealthy family in Israel and in the United States. And they uh, they had a massive, huge apartment that overlooked the Metropolitan Museum of Art on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Okay. 80, 80th, between 80 and 81st on Fifth Avenue. Fifth Avenue. That's an unbelievable address, by the way. Okay? Like It's like the thing where you... The elevator opens, opens up. And there are no other apartments on no, the floor. They None. have the whole floor. It opens up into the apartment. Like, again, three of us are living in a one-bedroom apartment where we built a wall. It is so tiny. Two of us are sharing a room. One, th the, the, big, the big person in our place had like a tiny little room. Yeah. You had your and we stuff. walk into this place, and it's like a dining hall and another room and a huge door that swings into a huge kitchen. I mean, there's like literally 75 people there. They have the floor up above, too. We, we had never seen such wealth in our entire lives. Never, never. We were blown away. But it's October. It's early October because that's when Yom Kippur usually is, end of September, early October, mid-October. And the playoffs are on. And Jay and I, <clears throat> huge sports fans. So we go to try and look down, go down a back hallway to find a room that may or may not, like a office or a study or a bedroom. library, bedroom that might be playing the Yankees game, because the Yankees game is on. And at the time, we're like, let's see if, the, let's see if we can go. So we hear sounds of the playoffs coming, out of, a, coming out, of, out of a guest bedroom. We get into the room, and we just start watching. And after like five minutes, Jay, it's what we realize. It's, it's me and Jason, Dr. Ruth Westheimer, mm -hmm. and famous composer Marvin Hamlish. The four of us watching the Yankees, watching the Yankees, not talking about sex, not, not talking, talking about, about music, music, just watching the Yankees. It was the most surreal experience we've ever had. Marvin Hamlish is like your uh, Jewish uncle. That's right. He, he seemed like everybody's Jewish uncle. And we're like, wait, you're Marvin Hamlish. Yeah. Unbelievable experience. We'll never forget it for the rest of our lives. So Dr. Ruth says a sneeze. I just love that Dr. Ruth is still quoted. when So it comes Dr. Ruth, to this is the, for those of you who don't know, she's this oldish lady. 
who European lady who would talk about very openly about sex. And yeah, I think she talk was, about orgasms. You talk about fellatio and you say to yourself, like, this is funny coming from her. She was on all the talk shows. She was like a talk show guest. She was like in the comic slot, they would bring on Dr. Ruth Westheimer and say, explain how to give a blowjob. Right. And she would explain it. You know, it's like listening to our favorite, one of our favorite podcasts, the well-read guys talk yes. about like the intricacies of Criminal, the criminal justice reform. You don't expect to hear that right. from those guys. Right. And yet here you go. You don't expect to hear Dr. Ruth going where she goes. But she takes it there and it's entertaining. It is fantastic. And we got to watch the Yankees game. And we got to watch the Yankees game with her, which I don't know how much of it she understood. Yeah. I, what do you think, Jay? Do you think she got it? I think she got it. Do you think she I could think foretell more... Jeter's prominence? I mean, he was I think he was either a rookie that year Jeez. that he was there or not. I don't know. That's going on. It way is back. okay. So back to this. I love that. In 2020, Dr. Ruth still Relevant. quoted. Still, still quoted. Back to sneezing. This is not to say that the two, orgasms and sneezing, are connected. They just follow similar patterns, like we were saying before. And while this is just an estimation, it could be the reason why certain people get a kick out of it. Okay? Right. This is what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You might have heard about their existence just now. However, the sneeze people exist, yes. and they're also worried about COVID-19. And it figures. Fair. Think about That's it. That's totally fair. A what a bummer if you're... That your fetish doesn't align with what's going on right now in the world and, and normal health practices today. This is why I've always preferred allergy sneezes over sneezes. This is what one user said in like a post, a concerned user caused by illness. No contagion to worry about, which has always been an aspect of the fetish, fetish which sits uncomfortably with me. Okay. Can you be that specific? That's so specific. What if you're so specific that you that, only that, that sneeze didn't do it for me? That's an actual. That's a sneeze. that's a viral sneeze, and I can only an get off on an allergic a sneeze. A dust sneeze, I'm good. Everything I can tell, you know what? And I know when you're faking a sneeze. That's the I can tell when you're faking a sneeze. That's right. Don't don't humor me. And don't sneeze. give me a you know. That's, don't do it. Like I know okay. when you're holding it in. To me, if you. If is there a tan? Is there a way to tantrically sneeze, like hold it in and not let it out, and then there's only you one person ask, and that's Gordon Sumner, so or Doctor Ruth. That would be an incredible fetish if you just just did a, allergic sneezes. Yeah, if that just got that's you so off. Specific. So your greatest mortal enemy at that point would be Claritin. By the way, I don't think sneezing is a COVID-19 symptom. It's not. And that's the thing. However, that is the thing. It's not a COVID symptom. That's a great point. It's not a COVID symptom. Right. However, let's say you are a non-symptomatic right. carrier or you're right. not showing symptoms, but you have it. Sneezing still gets droplets of your DNA out into the world. And right. you could, if you, again, if you're not showing any symptoms right. and you sneeze, and even though that's not a symptoms, you're still throwing a bunch of droplets out in the world. It's a way to pass it along, especially in an enclosed space. And yes. if that's what you enjoy seeing, yes. that's going to be, or being sneezed on, that's going to be a so problem. You're only going to have to watch sneeze videos. That's you're going to, sneeze you're going to have to, exactly. Sneeze, that's all you can do at this point is a sneeze compilation. That's all. That's all you can do. All right. Just lay off the activities. This is it. But it's definitely a good idea to lay off these fetish activities while a pandemic is in the making. A very con unconconcerned user McSneezy's <laughs> Mr. Sneezy. Mr. Sneezy's. I called him McSneezy. I'm having a lady around uh, who I haven't played with for 18 months. Played with? That's weird. Mm -hmm. For 18 months. Uh, she's going to sniff chinkini and sneeze on me. I expect no ill effects. That, to me, that's playing with fire. Wow. You're going to have to watch it on a computer and get lots of screen guard cleaners. Or like, uh, how about this? <clears throat> Person comes over. Yeah. They go into the other room. Yeah. You FaceTime each other. There you go. You watch him or her do it 
on FaceTime, and it feels immediate. You can hear it. You know if what's ever there was a a reason to buy a salad bar sneeze guard for your house, now is the time. If, if you're a fetishist in this if way. If you make salad bar sneeze guards or mm-hmm. sneeze guards for salads, you should make a smaller one for sneeze fetishists and literally market to that. You know what Pivot I Pivot your company. That? You know what I say to that? What? Bless you for that. God bless you for that. This is the only moment in history when sneeze fetishists have probably been shut down. either have been shut down or probably say it's safer to do autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, instead of the sneeze. Maybe fetish. I should have gotten into that. Yeah. Maybe should have gotten into BDSM. But nobody, nobody 20 years ago when they started feeling that was worried about You this. can't predict the future. Stay yeah. safe, guys. Get a sneeze guard. That's our show. Uh, we love you. We'll see you tonight in the Zoom. If uh, if you haven't gotten your ticket, go get your ticket. Eventbrite.com. Uh, Night of a Thousand Sclars. We'd love to have you in there and just hear 400 voices laughing together. Uh, Dan Van Kirk's doing a set. Ben Glebe's doing a set. And then we're going to headline. Love to see you tonight. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Stay safe. Support those who need supporting. Love those who need love. And we'll see you tomorrow. Stop it. A podcast network.